Tony, today we're going to talk about some tips for successful estate planning. Yeah, but estate planning is just for the rich. Nope. This is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley from Paladin Financial. Basically, the more accounts you have, the more opportunities there are for mistakes. So taking control of your assets may help you to avoid some of those common mistakes that investors make. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Foley with Paladin Financial, and thank you for tuning in. As we save to this week's episode of Paladin Financial Talk, we appreciate you taking some time to listen in and hope you're cleaning your house or something fun while you're listening to this. <laughs> Uh, also want to say hello to our non-remote host today, Mr. Tony Shore. Tony, we're, we're eyeball to eyeball here. Yeah, we are. We're in the studio together today. This is fun. I've never shared a microphone with another man like this before. <laughs> <laughs> Two separate mics, Jeff. You paint quite a mental image there, but no, we're, uh, we're across the table. We do have two microphones here in the studio. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about estate planning and uh, a lovely, enjoyable topic. We all like to think about our eventual demise, but uh, there are a lot of important things that we want to consider. And as we talked about in the uh, the introduction there, or alluded to, this is not just for the wealthy, and that is a very common mis- misconception. A lot of people think, eh, I don't, I don't have much, so to speak. Uh, I don't really need to worry about this. Family's going to be fine. I can tell you from experience, and then Tony, I know you know a lot of uh, other advisors in our industry as well, and have seen in different situations come up. Is um, you, you don't want to have that attitude about things. It, we're all not going to be here eventually, and you want to put some time and effort into this and avoid stress for yourself. For most people, they that put this stuff off that we're going to talk about today, it kind of hangs over your head like a cloud. And, uh, is something we all know we should be doing and you want to kind of bury it under the rug, but you have to face it at some point. So getting this taken care of will reduce stress for you. It'll reduce stress for your family, eliminate confusion for your family, hurt feelings. And you also want to make sure your wishes are known and followed. They're, they're carried out for what you want to have happen. If you're incapacitated or if you're no longer here. And you also want to avoid probate as well. So a lot of things that we'll talk about, but there, there are documents, there are things, and we've talked about this in the show in the past, Tony, but you have documents that we'll talk about some common examples, but there's also the plan. And that's what we're talking about is the estate planning of which documents are a piece of that. Sure. So yeah, there's a difference between uh, documents uh, that you'll need for your estate or uh, to leave a legacy to your loved ones, but uh, that's not a plan. So you need a plan in place, an overall plan. And you're right. I mean, so many people, you don't want to leave your loved ones with a burden or leave them with a mess or leave them with legal bills and hassles. Uh, you want to make sure that they avoid stress and confusion and hurt feelings, you know, uh, make sure that will is clear and the beneficiaries are clear, uh, things like that. I know we're going to dig into it today. Um, so I guess you need to uh, know what you want and what you don't want and uh, include your family. I assume communication is key 
and knowing what you want uh, for your legacy or your estate and where you want it to go is a big part of this, right? It, yeah, absolutely is. And there are a lot of books out here to out there to help you to think through these things. Or if you Google, you know, different considerations, questions you should ask yourself in the estate planning process. There's some great articles out there. Just take a little bit of time to think about what you want and what you don't want. So the old saying we, we had, uh, at least I had hammered into my head growing up among others was know thyself is know who you are, be comfortable with yep. that. But you have to face some of these things. Think through a lot of the topics that we'll talk about and also rely on your life experiences. You know, who, who do you know that's passed away and how did that process go? If you were kind of behind the scenes and aware of that, if you have a, a friend, uh, a family member that's passed away, what did you see that they did well? And what are some things that you learned some lessons vicariously that you want, don't want to ha- happen to yourself or your family? Yeah, true. You can see, oh man, they should have probably done this or planned a little better with that. Uh, you see problems that arise with uh, after people pass. So uh, you know what you can do to maybe avoid those. I think that's a good point you just made. So uh, what's next? What's one of the first things you, you should do? So after you've put some personal thought into what you want to have happen or not have happen is start to assemble a team. And you might have some of these players already in place, but working with a good financial advisor that will help you to make sure all of this stuff is working together is really important. And I'll, I'll give you an example of someone that we're helping uh, currently navigate some of this stuff. Uh, a good tax professional, a CPA or an enrolled agent that will help you to understand tax consequences and what you should have in place. And an estate planning attorney. They wanna, they'll be there to help you to create the documents, but the documents are a reflection of what you want and what you don't want. So you want to put a little bit of thought into that. If you don't have an estate plan in place, an estate planning attorney, that you've engaged with, put a little bit of thought into some of the things you know you're going to need to think about before you step into their office and start having this discussion. But they'll, they should do a great job of uh, shaking the trees loose and getting you to think about what you want to have occur. Yeah. But you want to map out that estate plan that needs to be customized for you. And each person on this team plays a critical role in this process. And the goal is to ensure that your assets are distributed to the people and the organizations that you want with as little confusion and as little time delay as possible. And we want to avoid the dreaded P word, the probate word. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And uh, not have assets go through probate. And for most people, the majority of their assets are in their investment accounts, life insurance, annuities, whatever it is that they own. If you have properly named beneficiaries, those are going to bypass probate, but your house, car, jewelry, all of those things are a lot more susceptible to going through that probate process, but you want to have a good team in place to help you to avoid that. Yeah. And I know that's what you help your clients do. I mean, you have estate planning attorneys and tax professionals you work with to help your clients get a plan in place for their estate and legacy, correct? Correct. Yeah. And if you have that plan in place and something happens to you or a loved one, uh, we're helping a a woman right now navigate. um, Her husband recently passed away and we're helping her to navigate. What do I actually need to do next? Here are all these accounts and things and who do I call and what do I do? What about the estate plan? So we've put together for her an action plan of here's some concrete things that need to be accomplished. Here's what we're taking care of. Here are the things that she needs to initiate. And that helps to have a game plan uh, through all of this. But the more that you can do ahead of time uh, to think about these things, the better. Yeah. So 
So what's the next step? Next step would be to document your plan as we talked about. So some common estate planning documents that you want to look at that we'll talk about. But again, the goal here is to avoid probate, which if you're not familiar with it, it's a legal process where anything that doesn't go through contract law, i.e. beneficiaries, for example, or joint ownership, those things would then go through probate, which is a public process. Anyone can look up. If you go out on the internet, you can look up uh, estates that are going through probate and that causes a delay and money out the door for attorneys. So the good news is, again, most of your assets might not need to go through that probate process, but some common documents to think about, the most simplest, your, your last will and testament, and that's where you can designate and tell the probate court, hey, I'm alive, I'm in, I'm in good standing, here's who I want to get my baseball cards, my, the ring, the car, the, the house, whatever it might be, and that's what that will would do. That is separate from naming beneficiaries through investments, life insurance, annuities, etc. If you die without a will, that's what's called dying intestate. And in essence, you're on the state's plan. The state is going to sort through and decide who's going to get what based on marriage, divorce, kids, and so forth. Having a will in place gives direction to the probate court on what would you, you would like to ha- have occur. Sure. Yeah, that sounds important. So a will is is a good starting point. Uh, Kind of the next level would be having a trust in place. And think of a trust as a bucket that has a lot of rules around it. And you can put things in the bucket and decide what the rules are to get things out of that bucket. And some assets make sense to go into a trust, meaning the trust owns it. Some assets make sense to stay in the owner's name, but upon passing, the beneficiary is the trust. But you want to work with a good financial advisor and estate planning attorney to determine how that could be should be structured. Depends on how that trust is wired. In some situations, a person makes more sense to be a beneficiary. In other situations, it makes more sense to have a trust as a beneficiary. But that trust is going to give you a lot of control uh, from beyond, if you will, on what will happen with those assets, who gets what, and and uh, depending on your situation, it can mean a, a big difference for your family sure. in reducing headache. Sure. So you have wills, you have trusts. <clears throat> Another one is the healthcare power of attorney or proxy, and that is where you're assigning a person to make health decisions for you if you're not able to. So you get in a car wreck, you're in a coma, you can't make healthcare decisions. You've pre-assigned here. What my wi- are my wishes if these kind of things happen, and who can make decisions on your behalf? That's like a healthcare directive. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So you also have a what's called a financial power of attorney, and it's kind of a complement to that healthcare where you're determining the person that could make financial decisions for you and write checks and money in and money out. So same thing, let's say you're in a car accident, you're in the hospital, you're incapacitated, that financial power of attorney could kick in and make sure your house gets paid and bills and so forth are taken care of. So those are a couple considerations um, tying in with this. The the living will is uh, usually oftentimes done in, in, in uh, conjunction with that healthcare power of attorney where you're outlining your your. Um, requests and how you would be treated if something was to happen to you or your children is a living will like maybe who might take care of children if something happens to you or is that 
That would be through guardianship paperwork, oh, but okay. yeah, sure. You know, that could be addressed if you're incapacitated. Um, who takes care of your kids in the meantime? Sure, can be wired into that. You also have HIPAA release forms where that you're specifying who can get health-related information. So in our, what we do in our financial uh, planning and the process that we go through, we have what are called trusted contacts. So someone could name their child as a trusted contact if something happens to them. We've uh, had that ability to share information with the, their child. Otherwise, if that's not in place, we can't tell Billy or Sue, here's where her accounts are at and how much is in there. Um, so thinking about that ahead of time is good. Yeah, for sure. So um, uh, what about setting up uh, a guardianship for dependents? That's something you might want to do, right? Yeah, yeah. Going back to that, you want to name a guardian to look after any dependents that you have, a minor in most situations, or might be someone that you take care of that has special needs. And if you don't do that, who's going to? Who's going to name that person right. for you? It's going to be some judge you've never met that doesn't know your your family and your situation. So make sure you, you figure out who you want to be that guardian and have some some uh, hefty conversations with them ahead of time, not only to get their consent and buy-in to make sure that they're in alignment with what you would want to have happen to your kids uh, or whoever you might be taking care of. And that person that you name as the guardian could be a separate person from the one that is managing the money left behind for your children's benefit. So kind of a cross check. One person's taking care of a kid and another person holds the purse strings to make sure there's a, there's alignment there. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, one thing to consider, too, sometimes people want to name a couple as guardians for their kids. Yeah. And that couple might not be a couple later on down the road. So ah. be be careful with that. Yeah, because that's what my wife and I did. So yep. I, our, our kids are grown now. But yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot to think through there. And again, working with a good advisor and a state planning attorney can help you to think through some pitfalls to plan ahead for. Sure. Um, another area we'll look at is planning for estate taxes, whether those are state or federal. And for the majority of people, this is not an issue. But if you have a larger estate in general, we don't need to go through all the numbers. And Minnesota is different from federal, much lower standard before estate taxes kick in. But that can be pretty significant. If you have a, a sizable estate, it could be as much as 40% of your assets are Yikes. lost to estate taxes. Yikes. So what, if anything, can you do now to plan ahead for that and to not only reduce the amount of estate taxes, but secondly, if the estate taxes are going to occur, where's that money going to come from? So if you pass away and your estate owns a couple hundred thousand dollars in estate taxes and the market is down at that point, whoever is your kids, for example, if they're inheriting that money and they're going to take care of your estate, you know, I ideally don't want to cash things in when they're 20% down. So if you have other tools in place, cash, life insurance, other things that are safer that can be used to uh, help cover those estate taxes and have that liquidity is really important. So again, working with your advisor, working with a good CPA and estate planning attorney, all of those things can be um, planned ahead. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, obviously when you're doing estate and legacy planning, taxes are a huge part of it. You don't want to leave your loved ones with a big tax burden. And uh, I know that uh, you can really get deep in the weeds on that topic because uh, my grandfather owns a lot of farmland. And so he's 101. We've talked about that. And so the talk is, is, you know, uh, can he leave the whole family farm 
And then the person that inherits it, if they get rid of the step up in value, well, they have to pay taxes on the whole thing, on property. And so there are a lot of laws that they're toying with currently even mm-hmm. that could affect this. So yep. I think it's important. That's why people need to work with somebody like yourself and an estate planning attorney. So what's the next thing we need to worry about here? Yeah, tying in with your, your grandfather, and look, he's 101. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, is preparing for long-term care. You know, if you or your, your spouse, your partner requires long-term care, that can chew up a lot of assets very quickly. Yeah. So if those were assets you were planning or your family was thinking they were going to inherit and those get paid to a nursing home or wherever, uh, what can you do about that in advance? We don't know if we're going to need long-term care or not, how long, but if, if that does occur, it is not cheap. And uh, you can look at different options, whether it's traditional long-term care insurance or we uh, oftentimes will utilize hybrid life insurance policies that have a cash value, that have a death benefit and have a long-term care bucket. You're either going to live long, need the care or pass away. One of those things that are going to happen at some point. So those policies can be utilized to, to help protect some of your assets. Excellent. So, uh, I know beneficiaries are a huge point. Now, you made a point about um, uh, avoiding probate and, and maybe having a will, but uh, beneficiary designations take precedent over even a will, don't they? They do. They do. Think of a beneficiary designation as a contract. Contract supersedes or overrides the probate process. So you want to have beneficiaries completed and make sure you keep those up to date as names change, kids get married, divorce, whatever it might be. Make sure that those are accurate over time. And uh, any money that you have in accounts with named beneficiaries is going to go directly through to those people. Uh, even if your will says otherwise, this is going to trump the will. So your 401k, IRAs, uh, life insurance, annuities, um, even with the bank POD or TOD, uh, you're, you're designating who's going to get those assets. So you want to make sure that those are un, in alignment again with your overall wishes, your estate plan to ensure that there aren't any conflicts. Right. Yeah. That's huge. Beneficiary designations. We've talked about the importance of those on past shows and, and I think that's huge. So what's next? Uh, final one we'll talk about today is to not dismiss the digital. So thinking about all the digital things which grow for us all year after year is how much stuff do you have online? So your email accounts and all the information that's stored in those, you have your Dropbox account maybe for file sharing and have a lot of stuff stored in there. Uh, there are photo sharing services that are out there, your social media accounts. There's so many things that we have a digital presence or representation through. And there are bad people out there too that look for someone having passed away and that's an opportunity for them to try to take over their identity and they start to approach those things. So being proactive, knowing what those passwords, what those logins are, contacting those institutions, but um, know that if you have a a login for your, your spouse's email account, for example, and you contact and notify that that person's deceased, that account's going to get shut down. So uh, do with that information as you as you yeah, as you wish. Exactly, because uh, there are some legal considerations there as well. Sure. So think about the digital. Um, we had a, a client recently that that passed away, and they had an annuity through an insurance company. And we reached out to the insurance company to notify them of uh, the person's passing, and they already knew about it. 
and we ask them, well, how did you know about it? That's a little bit of a red flag. And how is that possible? And some institutions will actually proactively search for the passing of people that might be their account, you know, have an account with them or a policyholder. And that's how they found out is by doing their own research. Wow. And the purpose of that is so that they can also help protect against fraud if someone's passed away. Sure. And someone calls in and pretends they're that person that can create some issues. Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. And so uh, it is good to uh, talk about this and make sure that, um, you know, your loved one, you have at least one person that that knows your passwords or knows where to get them and somebody you can trust uh, in the event of your passing. That's huge. It is. Yeah. So there's a lot of different considerations here is, but the theme is spend a little bit of time, think about these things, get a plan in place. If you don't have a plan, you're on the state's plan and you don't want that. No. So, uh, give us a call. If you have questions about any of these things, one of the things that we do for our clients is help them to make sure they have a comprehensive plan in place. And there are a lot of areas where financial planning and investments cross over with estate planning and taxes. So part of our job is to have a, help our clients have a comprehensive plan put together and have resources plugged in, estate planning attorneys and CPAs to make sure all of this stuff is coordinated. Uh, if you'd like help with any of this, give us a call. Our phone number is 651-842-8406. And you can visit us online at www.financialpaladin.com or send us an email at info at financialpaladin.com. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Paladin Financial Talk. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Foley at Paladin Financial. Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com. Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies. Jeff Foley and Paladin Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.